What's good, everybody? Episode 121 of the NCR Show. That's the No Chance Radio Podcast. As always, you know who I am, man. It's your boy, Ryan, here. One half of the amazing, illustrious duo. Say what's up to the people, man. Yo, what's up, guys? It's Nate. It's been a minute, but we're back. Dude, a, a, a minute is an understatement for sure. Again, thank you. And I, I think, like, from the just to make this very clear, you guys are still racking up the listens on all of our episodes. I'm looking back to stuff from like the first year that we started, episode like 15 or something. I'm still seeing listens come in. So it just goes to show, like, even though that we had no idea what exactly we were doing, people are still latching onto the messages that we're kind of talking about. It's actually kind of cool to see that type of shit, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think we were going to make it past episode five. So um, what are we on? 121 now? 121. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's been a month since we recorded the last one, I think, approximately. And I know we've been saying... Yes, one month. I know we've been saying we've been, we've been trying to push one out every week. But, um, you know, things get in the way. Life. <laughs> I think I feel like we say that every episode. But um, I think it's just the transition back to like normal stuff. You know what I right. mean? It's like real life starts to come back into play where like, you know, some of us are going out. Some of us just get a little bit more busy with, you know, personal stuff. And I think that's, that's just kind of normal is like, you know, like we want. Hey, man, we've been in quarantine for the past nine plus almost a year let us go outside and have a drink every now and then. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can we do that? Is that okay if we if we indulge in you know a little bit of uh, debauchery, like debauchery? Maybe you know we still haven't really celebrated from you know some of our prior achievements. You know, episode one hundred and seven. If you if if you're a true listener, you know exactly what episode that is and why. How that was almost a year ago to the date. Shout out to Benny Gold, but we still haven't really celebrated that one. Like, guys, like, I, I, I think that we need to, you know, I don't know if we need to take another month break, but I, <laughs> I think that we need to definitely celebrate our achievements. It's hard to do that during a pandemic. You get me? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm vaccinated, so at this point, you know. Hey, shout out to hey, you, man. I'm, out here. I'm on. The, I'm. 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 I'm coming up next. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm constantly refreshing the page. I got my bots trying to secure me a vaccine. Um, hey, low key, that, that shit was like a drop. Either will do. Like it you know? is, and um, you know, just having to refresh the page and trying to get an appointment was kind of crazy. I was literally doing it the entire day. The funny thing is, you're not competing with like, um, like other sneaker heads or like other like streetwear people. You're competing with freaking Martha the 68 year old from down the street <laughs> like you're uh you're kind of in another bracket when you're competing for uh for covid vaccines but again thank you guys for for uh for listening to this week's episode for listening to past week episodes shout out to the brand man shout out to guayaki yerba mate for always keeping us on point when's the last time you had one nate probably an hour ago currently. no i mean yeah, let's just go with that. I don't want to fuck up our brand deal. Um, <laughs> but in all honesty, probably last hey. week, like when we were in Reno. Well, let's say this then. I'm. I think I'm drinking enough for at least four of us currently, 
at least two a day is what the minimum is. One in the morning, one kind of in like the mid-afternoon to kind of like catch that midday slump. What, what I don't want to say that I'm addicted. What color is your pee? It is clear as day, but let's say like, you know, I'm I'm close to and you know, I'm a I'm a, a chronic drinker of Guayaki Yerba Mate. Um but again, shout out to the brand. Thank you guys for uh for sponsoring this podcast and these episodes. Um where do we start? Do we do we, should we do like a quick catch up with 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 the listeners? Yeah. What do you what do you want to yeah, start? Yeah, let's with? start let's start with that. Let's uh let's just do a quick catch up, you know. We've been gone right. for a month. Let's uh sit down and chat, you know. <laughs> it was very like uh Chris Hansen, like take a seat, take a seat. <laughs> Wait, is that like to Come catch here, a predator a guy? <laughs> that is exactly hey, what no I'm way. referring to in this case. But I'll go first. How about that? Um all right, so past month, um really just like all the attention is going to to work currently. Unfortunately, that's you know even when I was working at you know past jobs and we were doing the podcast, it was all podcasts first, which is um, which is good, you know. But I think that for the past couple of months and trying to like figure my way through pandemic, quarantine, unemployed, um, it's nice to have to be in a position where I can like you know start to do things or like get into the routine of doing things for the podcast on like a larger larger scale so i'm just trying to create the foundation for that but again like it's going to take time we did do really well in the twitch space and universe and i'm hyped that people were like excited about that shout out to those that were like in the the chat and were like you know resharing uh some of the videos that we're putting out like that i think that that is what we are striving to get to maybe more of like a you know, like a every other day, you know, every couple days, broadcast, check-in, news, that type of stuff. Um, but again, man, right now the focus is, is is work. I think we touched on it last episode, if I remember, maybe like two episodes ago. Just like my work with eBay, my um, work within eBay sneakers specifically. Um, but that's really been it. That's been the focus, like, you know, like all steam ahead, like head down and just like getting to work. But today I had time. I had time. Yeah. I had time. You know, how, you know what the saying goes, like head down, ass up, you know, like when you're working really hard and I, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, like, I think that's like really like, yeah, I'm getting it in, I'm yeah. getting it in. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Hey, just talk about you now. Um, so, as you may know, all may know, I have been unemployed for the past, I don't know, how many months? Fucking, I don't know, what, what month is it? It's March. It is so March. So, September. So, since September. So, however many months that is. What is that? Three, six, like six months. Past six months. And so... Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, not, I thought I thought I thought it felt longer. Yeah, low key felt a little bit longer than that. But um, yeah, I've been doing that. But um, currently in the process of starting my own business, and I'm partnering with one of our friends uh, and Let's doing go. that and starting that up. I won't say what it is yet because I don't want to, damn, you know, jinx, jinx it. But um, so we're in the process of that, um, getting putting that together, and um, 
yeah, you know, just living my life, enjoying enjoying my life, finding out what really makes me happy. And so, you know, I'm fortunate fortunate to have the time and ability to do that and not necessarily not necessarily have to worry about other things like you know other life things i'll say Mm. um Mm. but yeah i mean in a nutshell that's what i've been up to and uh yeah that's that's about it we're gonna have an episode to cover more about your current endeavor we kind of talked about it in a previous episode so if you're interested in knowing more about nate's secret um we'll have some sort of culinary related episode within the next, oh my <laughs> the next couple of weeks yeah but again like i can't wait for you guys to hear that um, just head down ass up you know let's just head down ass yeah. up that's the that's the motto nowadays yep. you know it's a it's a it's hey, a, you, know, you gotta <laughs> get it you gotta out there in the, in the streets you right gotta now, get you know? in where you fit in i guess you know Exactly. And to uh, transition from that <laughs> topic and conversation, let's get into some streetwear news. Um, I want to talk about some releases. I know that for a lot of people, whether or not you currently shop the brand or have shopped the brand in the past, I think that we're all aware that it's currently Supreme season, right? All the blogs, your favorite Instagram handles your favorite influencers they're all wearing new season of supreme one of the things that i want to bring up is around this idea that to be honest i don't think that people currently care that much about supreme and this is why i say that one of two things after supreme releases their previews their lookbooks which personally i haven't currently indulged in in the past i would say four or five seasons right like you remember the days of like you're even almost staying up to like 3 a.m to see the preview to screenshot shit to send to your friends to kind of build your like seasonal wish list right? right like that i remember those days i used to be excited i used to like really like show everybody like yo like did you see this blah blah, blah. lately it's not really been like that and two to be able to go on to the Supreme website three, four, five days after a release and to still be able to get the thing that it is that you want, that still blows my mind. It it's it just blows my mind. Like everything during the heyday of Odd Future, of just Supreme and like the the come up of like some of their like core skaters, like uh, that whole influence. You could not buy a single thing on the web store the day after a release or the day. I mean, even the day of a release, it was ridiculously hard to, to get anything. Is that something that you noticed too? Because for me, like, I'm not going to be deterred by a brand because it's widely available. Um, I'm not the me of three years ago, <laughs> but like to me, I, I just find that extremely bizarre. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we were kind of scrolling the website earlier, and um, it's like damn near everything is still available in like a full size run. Like even the mini box logo stuff, um, which I admit is kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie, like the tiger stripe camo stuff that just came out, still mm-hmm. widely available. I think they even have small on there, which you know usually is the hardest size to get. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I I think it's definitely a departure from what we've seen before. I don't know if it's because of a couple different factors of people losing interest in the brand or, you know, mm. the size runs are just bigger to meet demand or if it's, you know, the pandemic's got every 14-year-old's wallet hurting. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, like Burger King isn't really scheduling that many people right now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know? Those night shifts. It's you know, right. It's, it's just the drive-through. Right. And not to know? shit on people that work at Burger King. You know, like a job's a job. I love Burger King as much as the next person. Somebody's got to make a Whopper. Right. Yeah. Know? And you know, like I'm not gonna shit on that person, but um, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, my, my, okay, fine. My first, I worked at the Gap. My first job, and I was like, you know, how old was I? I was like probably 17 or 18. Worst job I've ever had. Gap, if you're listening to this, fuck off. Like, I don't even care. Yeah, whatever. Um, Damn, I have homies that work there. I'm sorry. I take that back, actually. Yeah, I have some cool homies that work there. I take that back. Um, But, what was I talking about? Supreme, right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's interesting to see. I don't... I remember again like waiting up for the preview and then like you screenshotting like okay i'm gonna get this or i'm gonna try to get this or like i wonder what week this is coming out because i really want this and then following like all the instagram pages like supreme leaks and whatever and like the uh they're predicting like the price points and all this and trying to like budget for like the things that i wanted that were coming out that season um you know what it was? I think it was the the like the essence of like investigative journalism that was required to like really find out what was released. And I think that the hunt really is what made it exciting, right? Like you're you're going on forums and like going to pages or hashtags of people that you don't even know and you're looking at these like I don't know, like 400 by 400 pixel image of like what looks like (laughs) a folded sweatshirt in the very back right like trying to decipher whether or not like that is a box logo or that is the whatchamacallit like there's so many pages now drops by j supreme for sale like all these different pages that uh, i mean i don't know how they get the lineup every week You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how they get every single colorway of every single stock, of every single item, as well as the price days prior. Like, I just, I just saw my Instagram feed just now. It's a like a preview of what's dropping on Thursday. It's not even Monday night. (laughs) I would have to wait till Thursday early, early morning, or if not Wednesday late night, to even see like what like a London got. You know what I mean? And then even then I'm still on the I'm still on Google trying to translate like tax prices <laughs> as well as like what is I thought you were, <laughs> what is GBP versus USD. You know what I mean? I thought you were gonna say like translate the language, but I was like they speak English in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, currency, currency, currency right, moolah, right, moolah. Right. That like that that part is confusing, but to to see all that just kind of like presented to you like a menu now. I think that that's where uh, it can like kind of turn away a few people. I know that I felt kind of like turned away by it. It's just 
it's not as thrilling anymore right i mean like yeah i mean the allure of it i think was the the surprise like you didn't really know what was going to come out like you said you saw like the grainy pixelated photos of a certain person wearing something like early like some like an insider and you're like okay like this this is coming out i don't even know what this is but it looks kind of cool and so like that sort of you know like the ability to use your imagination really trying to figure out what's dropping Mm -hmm. and you know finally seeing what's coming out um you know it's like it's like opening a present on christmas and now you know you have all these like tom brokaw dan rather people fucking yeah you know it's, it's like you said it's almost like a menu you know like those shitty like laminated menus you get at like the cheap hole in the wall spot exactly what those social media posts look like they look like cheap laminated menus. right holy but shit. um yeah i mean i get it though like it's it's one of the most if not the most renowned streetwear brand at the moment um and you know there's still some demand for it i i won't say that it's crazy like it was before but um you know mm-hmm. people are still going after it and they'll still do whatever it takes to get that information and make it easier for themselves and for others to participate in that. And so, yeah, I can't, I can't knock that. But like you said, it doesn't make me want to purchase it. Um, I mean, even like, even when we were looking on the site earlier and I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And it's in stock in my size. I wasn't really particularly pushed to buy anything you know Mm. so yeah do you think it's just like options and accessibility now because to be honest like that conversation that we had about like surfing the supreme store led into what's typically a conversation when people are purchasing on thursday mornings is let me go see what noah dropped or let me go see what such and such dropped you know what i mean like that model of Thursday mornings being like a, uh, like a shoppers like spree, like I can go elsewhere now. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I might not even want what's on Supreme. I wanted that thing that I couldn't have two years ago, and I'm going to, you know, eBay or uh, Grailed to go buy that now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think there's just so many options. Like if I were to give a kid a hundred dollars right now, I don't think, I think it would take them a while to figure out how to spend that shit. You know what I mean? Like there's so much that you could get and there's so many options and so many conditions. And then it, then it, it comes to like, okay, now which one's offering the best price. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's hard for me to purchase anything really, because I can't make up my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think that's something that we touched on in a lot of different episodes is options and accessibility. I think there's so many other things out there that you can put your money toward that, you know, certain brands are almost like an afterthought at this point. You know, mm-hmm. I think for me, it's because over the years I've been conditioned to know that I'm probably not going to be able to hit on anything from supreme you know just based on like the Mm. like 
past years of trying to get what I want and not being able to. And, you know, and so at that point I was like, okay, cool. I didn't get that. What else is out there that I can get that I don't have to put as Mm. much effort into getting, but will still, you know, give me that same sort of, but will still allow me to reap that same sort of like reward. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's why I don't really care for it much anymore. I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like the, uh, we, we talk about this a lot, but I feel like the older you get in terms of like being in this streetwear culture, the streetwear world, you start to care less and less about trying to get everything. You know what I mean? Like, mm you really start to appreciate quality over quantity. And so I think, Mm. yeah, I think that's, that's a good point. I think that's just where a lot of people are at, at this point, you know, it's kind of like drinking. If you really think about it, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're young, naive, just get like, we want to get our hand on any alcohol that gives us that, you know, that feeling of euphoria and like, you know, that high of like excitement. The same as streetwear, right? Like wherever I, I mean, of the first Supreme season that I really had money to buy something was like, I don't know, spring, summer 2012 or something like that. And I remember every week I would buy something like I, it didn't even matter if it was like the thing that I wanted to wear. I just bought it to buy it. And it was just like, oh, like I got that before it sold out, just refreshing the page and stuff like that. That's, I mean, that's it's pretty much a drug in that case. But now, like you're saying, growing up, taste becomes a little more, a little bit more eclectic. You know, maybe you have other financial responsibilities. You might not be able, or maybe you can, and you just don't want to, because you know that, you know, am I going to spend, you know, three, three fifty on this jacket when, I don't know, little homie needs you know, a new toy or, you know, like a, a bed <laughs> for all that matters. You know what I mean? Wait, who's little homie in this um, case? I don't know. It could be your kid. It could be your cat, your dog. Right. It could be whoever, right. whoever you spend money on. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, you make a good point. Like, it's just, it's just a sign of the times, you know, like, again, your, your taste levels can become higher, can become lower financial issues and 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 you know all that other shit but realistically when it comes down to like really like the excitement of it it's just like when you're in this game for that long like for this long and try, and like you've been through kind of been through it all the campouts the the supreme online drops the you know sneakers releases i feel like eventually you're just you know you're tired of being in an abusive relationship, you know? You just right. want to you want to get out, you want to you want to say, "Hey, what's up, Jake Crew? Like, you're not going to treat me like that, are you?" Like <laughs> I want to, you know, I almost wanna, spit out my drink. I want to <laughs> I want to, you know, I want to get to know you, you know? Like I can go in there, you make me feel comfortable. Right. You have the same, you know, flannels and and color jeans. Jay Crew is the captain Sabo oh. of the streetwear world. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have cool collaborations from time to time. You know, I just want to yeah, feel. Yeah. I just want to like wear nice stuff. I don't want to deal with all the hubbub. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and I think that that's kind. I mean, that's kind of what we're all at with like with streetwear. You know, nobody wants to wake up at seven. Who am I waking up at seven a.m. for a sneakers drop? You know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah. 
Come on. I mean, those J. Crew like chinos really just you know, it's really just like a comforting Man. arm around your shoulder. Man, like, make you feel yeah, at home. Like, you know, don't worry, baby. I'll treat you right. I got you. I'll never do that to you. You know what I mean? No way you gave jeans a fucking Rico Suave voice. Here, here, wipe your tears on my Oxford shirt. Yeah. Wow. It's all good. The chambray, baby. Wow. The chambray. It dry you up real nice. <laughs> Anyways, where were you? We... <laughs> Hey, you like really romanticized clothing for like a I hot mean, okay. second. That was awesome. And to be fair, I'm not shopping at J. Crew. Like the last thing I bought at J. Crew were some Sambas, like Adidas Sambas, just because they had them in stock Dang. in my size. And they were literally the only place in the city that had them in my size. But um, yeah, they they do cool stuff over there. I will say, <laughs> you know, it's okay. J. Crew, J. Crew's like you know, it's a comfort. Yeah. You know, it's just familiar. You need a you need a quick shirt you need a you know yeah. like a good go-to yeah. like you go to it's J. like Crew. the one that the nah. one that got away and then like they come back mm. into your life and you're like okay yeah, yeah. this feels nice yeah. yeah but then like you know like every now and then you got to go to that whore of a store h&m or uniqlo you know yeah. what I mean? you'd be like <laughs> yeah there's so many <laughs> the ladies of the night I gotta get there before you close. <laughs> so I can get that heat tech. No way we're comparing stores to prostitution right now. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, let's move on and talk about another way to. Um, I mean, uh, you can. They could be legally, illegally. In this case, it's illegally. But another way, you can frivolously spend money on shit that doesn't matter. Have you ever heard of West Coast Joe? You know who West Coast Joe is? No, he sounds kind of like a pimp, though. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, we're in the talks about, you know, a little bit of debauchery, some, you know, some some prostitution, maybe. In this case, we're talking about sneakers. West Coast Joe is not a pimp. Let's let's make that you know very clear. West Coast Joe is a legend, <laughs> and I just learned about him today, so that's why I'm calling him that. But essentially, for those of you that haven't heard the amazing story, and again, like this is a story that you would think, like there's no way, right? Like, and again, let me preface with this: we kind of talked about the you know. It's a separation of church and state, right? You got the big brands, right? The, 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 the. If you ever watched the movie Three Hundred, you're looking at like the the Greeks, the the you know the big head honchos, right? The ones that rule the world, and then you have the little men, the little guys, you know, the Spartans, right? The team of Three Hundred. These are the ones that are scrappy. They're willing to get the bots. They're willing to do whatever it takes to get that shoe. They're lining up in packs that. At, at, at stores for overnight releases. Now, it's not always that the little guy wins, right? When's the last time you want a sneakers release, Nate? Um, uh, probably when I won those off-white blazers, like however many years those came out. I don't know. I was in college at the time still, so it's been a while. What about a raffle? When's the last time you want a raffle? Um, oh, a minute, right? I can't even remember, honestly. Uh, uh, the undercover yeah, daybreaks at bows and arrows, like what was that like okay. two years ago maybe? Yeah. Okay. So not, I mean, not, not, not. I mean, not in the as of recent, right. 
I mean, I haven't won jack shit in what seems like four to five years, which is exactly why I stopped trying. Right. But again, that's not what West Coast Joe goes through, right? He doesn't care about entering raffles. He doesn't care about standing in lines. You know why? Because he is the son, the son of a Nike vice president and general manager. And I'm not just saying of, you know, of California, right? She's not just like a, a manager of a Nike store. She is the general manager of all of Nike North America. This is, and, and this is West Coast. This is how West Coast Joe gets his name, right? Because essentially how the story goes, and I'm reading it, I'm reading this from numerous news outlets that are covering this, but basically... West Coast Joe, son of, and let me make sure I get her name right, Ann Hebert, who is a Nike executive, Nike vice president, general manager of North America. He took her company credit card and used it to buy shoes for his resale business. I'm not talking about, you know, hey, mom, I'm going to steal 50 bucks out of your purse and I'm going to go, you know, kick it with the fellas. This kid spent over $300,000 on bots to purchase sneakers from Nike releases in which that information was gathered by his mom, the Nike executive. I just got to give him a little bit of a round of applause. Not for committing, what do you, what do you call this? Fraud? Is this fraud? What do you what do you what do you, what do you call it? I mean, it? technically, I wouldn't say it's anything illegal, but I mean, uh, it's. I feel like it's against company policy, but um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. It's kind of like a mixture of like insider trading secrets mixed with credit card fraud in this case. Because I'm not sure if his mom had any idea that what he was doing with her credit card to spend $300,000 and not uh, a single um, uh, shit was given. But I think I read um, that his mom actually told the company, aka Nike, that he was doing this at like mm. two or three years ago and no action was taken on their part. Wow. And so... Yeah, I mean, that changes the whole story, right? It's different if he's doing this. Well, okay, it doesn't really change much because if someone's charging 300 racks to your credit card, like, you, you have to be incredibly, like, wealthy and privileged to not notice that, I think. Mm, and even, if, he, and even if she did know that this was going, and I'm pretty sure that she did, again, you have to be incredibly fucking privileged to have the audacity to even do something like that, I think. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a whole lot of, whole lot of fuckery. I mean, this is, to what you're saying, it's, it's saying that the mom, Ms. Hibbert, did not violate company policy or privilege information or conflicts of interest. And this is what her son was doing on the outside and being a reseller. So whatever he was doing did in no way, shape, or form conflict with the work that she was doing understandable okay like he could you know be out getting pairs on his own through his own hard work um of course 
through mommy's bank account and buying these sneakers and starting his own business. I don't know why he needs to start a business if he could just invest that three hundred thousand dollars in fucking you know stop stocks and <laughs> whatever it is that he wants to buy. Like right, like yeah, of course. But my question here is that this is not just a story of bad son um, and terrible parenting. This is a story of bots, resale market, and crafty-ass motherfuckers, and the companies that tend to take advantage, or if not, I don't want to say rip off, but you kind of get in what I'm saying, the consumers, right? Putting them through loopholes of, you know anguish of never winning a raffle of having these very complicated algorithms that you know match your purchasing history with your chances of winning a raffle like all these different things that all the pain points that people go through but finally (laughs) finally i'd say in this case the little guy won i mean technically his mom didn't win nor did he really win um but it's just a good a good story of, in comparison of how, you know, like with a little bit of deception, <laughs> you're able to make your dreams come true in this case. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think you have to give them a little respect for being able to pull something like that off. But then again, you know, just him having the audacity to do something like that but i mean the way i look at it is we both worked in nike before right you know and if you they were so i don't know how it is like company-wide but at least where we worked they were so strict on reselling and like having family members like resell shoes Mm -hmm. and um you know, like people, you could possibly get fired for that. You get terminated for that. And I think that is where the issue lies for me. You know what I mean? And this, this Nike exec is, uh, she resigned, but you know, there's no, there's little to no repercussions for the actions. Not even a slap on the wrist. Yeah. I mean, for the actions, not her actions, but the actions of her son. But the thing is, is that she knowingly allowed this and I get it. You know, I understand like if you're, you know, if you're breaking off a discount to like a family member or a friend, like here and there, I get it. You know, I'm not here to say that you should play by the fucking rules all the time because that's, you know, like I understand. I'm not going to lie. I've done that too. Like I've given a discount to like my family, friend, whatever, or yeah, yeah, you know, that's just part of the game. That's just how it goes. And I challenge you to find somebody that works there currently or who has worked there that hasn't done that because it's just, you know, everybody understands that's how that works. Right. Um, that's sort of under the table sort of thing, that whole deal. Right. But for him to do that on such a large scale, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling to me. You know what I mean? And I understand that like Nike obviously isn't the only retailer that sells nike shoes and he could be acquiring these pairs from a million different places right but i think Mm -hmm. in principle if your mom is a nike executive and you're like you're a reseller of this scale 
I think there should be more repercussions, you know what I mean? Like, resigning, okay, nah, fuck that, fire her, <laughs> like... He still got the shoe, you know, uh, and this is this is the part, again, I'm with you, this blows my mind as well, only because when you see that picture, I wish I could flash this up, but when you see that picture of him posing with what looks like over 500 pairs of shoes in his backyard, you know, stacked at least two feet taller than him, you know, guess who's probably taking that picture? Mommy. <laughs> You think you think he has it on auto timer? No way. <laughs> Mom is taking the picture. Mom's probably like, "Hey, the, hey, I'm loving your collection. Where'd you get them all from? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your plug?" <laughs> you know the thing is that like the, the sad thing is that nothing is probably going to come of this. You know, like it's news now, but of course people are going to forget about it tomorrow. And, um, you know, he's probably not going to have, his mom's probably going to be like, you can't have Wi-Fi after 10 p.m. anymore for at least a week. Hey, man. And that's like the biggest, the biggest consequence that he'll probably face, right? Because, I mean, technically what they're doing isn't illegal in terms of like the law, right? But I think in principle, it's just a little fucked, you know what I mean? To be honest, like... Personally, do I condone this type of stuff? No. In no way, shape, or form am I, am I saying, you know, the pathway to starting your own personal sneaker reselling consignment business is to use the money of somebody else. No, that's not what I'm saying. Do I want people to become sneaker resellers? Of course. Why not? You know what I mean? The the reason why this is a shitty example is because there was no effort involved. <laughs> like again, like I will give praise to those who have paved the way for bots and understanding knowledge uh in terms of, you know, coding and having these really intricate discords where people are like discussing insider trading secrets around you know what store has this stock and what's the sort of dark link to get to it before anybody else like of course i praise people that do that but again i feel that there's just a sense of laziness behind it you know what i mean again by all means do what it is that you have to do to get those shoes but i don't know it's like it's like cheating in a video game you know do do people who succeed at this video game look down on people like that yeah but you know i don't know i mean yeah I'm, I'm not gonna knock the hustle right i mean i'm all for people trying to do what they can to make their money you know <sighs> and it just kind of sucks to say because obviously like this family doesn't need <laughs> the money. Why do you have clearly, a resale business, bro? Like, go go right. to Harvard. Go, you know, yeah. go somewhere. Yeah, go work at, like, fucking... I go work know, at like, Nike. <laughs> go yeah. make some real, like, 
Like, if you love sneakers that much, go make sneaker change. I don't know. Go design stuff. Like, you have everything yeah, in your I mean, leisure to go do <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm, I'm taking this out on the kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think it's, I think it's well-deserved because I think, again, you have to be, obviously, like, you're in a privileged position where you have the ability to rack up $300,000 on a credit card and not even blink, right? And not even your credit card at that. And I think for him to do something like that, it's kind of fucked, you know? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me, you know? It, it just, you always hear these stories in the real world about rich wealthy like powerful people doing the most to squeeze more money out of whatever it is that they're doing you know whether it's frowned upon or flat out illegal and i think this is sort of a microcosm of that and i didn't think that it would happen on such a big scale, especially not in the streetwear world, right? We we hear about this in like politics and like finance and all these other sectors, but for it to sort of bleed over into the streetwear world and like the sneaker world is not only interesting, but it's a little it's a little annoying, you know. I wouldn't say that it pisses me off to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go fight this kid. And um I mean But knowing him is they'd probably sue me. <laughs> I'd lose. But uh, you know what I mean? I think it's a little disheartening to know that, one, this has been, you know, this is open information that has been reported Nike like years ago, mm-hmm. two, three years ago, right? And so, you know, they didn't do anything about it, even though they know that this sort of thing is, in any way that you look at it, if anybody were to, mm. were to find out, it's just bad press in general, exactly. you know? It raises so many questions from the consumer, from the everyday person. And it's, you know, I think it's it's a little ignorant and it's a little, it, it, it's, it, to me, it seems like they really thought they could keep this hush-hush and just sweep it under the rug and no one's going to find out about it, don't worry. Right. You know, like, again, you know, like like those ladies of the night. That you you know, like you know, hush, hush. People are gonna find out eventually. Shh, yeah, shh, right. Don't say nothing. Right. <laughs> shh, shh, don't say nothing. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's the part that's infuriating a little bit, or at the very least, annoying. Yeah. Knowing that stuff like that, stuff like that is just being a is, you know, is allowed to happen without any sort of repercussion or like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that because you're going to kind of fuck everybody over, including yourself. And, you know, I think there's just a lack of self-awareness mm. there on everybody's mm. part, on everybody, every party's part, everybody who's involved. And, um, yeah, that's just not a good look, no. you know? And that makes me think, like, okay, well, if this dude's getting this many pairs then how many other people are doing this at the same mm. time you know do i even want to try anymore like am i even interested in you know putting that much effort into something that i know is probably going to go get into the hands of somebody who doesn't necessarily 
quote unquote deserve it? No, like fuck that. I just, I'm gonna go buy sambas now. Like you know what go I mean? Back like, to it's Jay not a crew, look. you know. J yeah, Crew never hurt just, nobody. Never. Nobody's backdooring anything at J Crew at all. Like, to be honest, you know, like it's just it's a good point though, and and I I think again it's a multitude of things, right? There's a there's a bit of privilege, right? There's a sense of or lack thereof of self-awareness. And I think that it, that I don't think that in regards to the sneaker game, the playing field has ever been really leveled. You know what I mean? This is right. a very particular reason, but who's not to say that there aren't hundreds of others doing something very similar, right? We talk about the trophy room Air Jordan one release, and you already see, Benjamin kicks with over 300 pairs. <laughs> they haven't even come out right. yet. Right? Like, the, the, we're at a disadvantage from the very get-go. Again, this is an industry that is solely based off of connections, money, wealth, power. Sounds like the uh, opening of a fucking 50 Cent TV show. But again... <laughs> This is, that's the playing field. So that's one of the things, again, that this even ties back to Supreme. Like, uh, without the connections, without the the, uh, the money, like, the, the, the industry, again, this is how it's always been. But still, like, currently, it is kind of a turnoff. And, and more and more people, as they start to, as these types of events start to be, come to the light, that they, they start to look at it like, yo, like, this game is fucked up. But again, it's a drug, so people people will still continue to talk to the chick that rejects them, with right. the hopes that uh, they'll come around. But you know, J Crew is always there for you. J Crew, hey, ch- this episode they need to sponsor us, low key. Yeah, J Crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay. Well, th- th- that is us. T- like kind of patting the cobwebs off of uh of us as podcasters um we hope that you appreciated this week's episode any last words for the people before we go off and uh do our own thing for another month <laughs> yeah you know like you know it, it, it's it's always like i don't know if you've ever been through this but i feel like a lot of people have you know when you get out or when you're like talking to somebody right mm, and you're mm. like yeah you know like i just need to do my own thing yeah i really yeah. just need to figure things out and like you know i'll yeah i'm gonna come back for you though you know wow. what i mean um i feel like it's that and uh i don't want to make any promises mm. and so if we don't see you for a month just know that we're doing our own thing yeah and um but just know that just like J. Crew is always there for us, we'll we'll be there for you, and um, it's, I'll leave it at that. Wow, way to leave him on a cliffhanger. That's really gonna get him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Again, guys, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um, look, to Nate's point, to put it uh, as frank as we can put it, you know, times have changed. We might be back next week. We might be back in two weeks. All we know is that this is an outlet for us, almost like a hotline that we call or 
turn the the switch on every now and then to kind of talk about the the news and the updates and trends of this world of streetwear that obviously through the stories that we've told today are currently going to shit but again we always seem to come right back to it on that note please go follow us at no chance radio on all of our social medias instagram twitter follow us on soundcloud that's where all of our episodes are uploaded and anywhere that you listen to podcasts and on that note we will catch you on the next one peace